you can do a few simple actionable changes that will result in more traffic coming to your site. And I hope people get that today, that just by doing some of these small little things and improving the content that's on your site, improving your backlinks, then you will get incrementally more visitors coming to your site. Of course, the more visitors come to your site, the more conversions you're going to have, the more sales you're going to get, the more you're going to grow your business. And that's the key for what we're trying to achieve here in search engine optimization. You're listening to the Catching Clients podcast, where the smartest minds from the world of professional services and marketing come and share the strategies that they use to consistently attract and catch their ideal big fish clients so you can learn to do the same. So grab your gear and join me, Adam King, the captain at Think Like a Fish and creator of the client catching ecosystem, and let's go fishing. Wanted to let you know about something I've just released. It's called A Quietly Powerful Guide for Professional Introverts and Curious Extroverts. How to Stand Out and Attract Clients in a World of Extroverts and Selfies. Now that is available on the listener bonus page, which is thinklikeafish.co.uk slash podcast gift. There's also a bonus video walkthrough of the guide itself that you can watch if Reading isn't your thing, uh, which you'll, you, you'll get access to after you've, um, you've, you've got your copy. So take a look at that and let me know what you think. But before you do that, let's get back to today's guest. Welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. And today, what I want you to think about is how our habits have changed in the last decade or so. Um, and if you think about it, one of the things that may come to top of mind is, is probably how you type stuff into things like Google on a daily basis. In fact, a little statistic that I found suggests that around 81% of customers and a massive 94% of B2B buyers will perform searches online before they make a purchasing decision. Now, that's no small statistic. So it's these changes in our behavior that has meant as business owners, we have to, we've come to understand and know the importance of showing up in these searches or we risk falling behind the, uh, the competition. So... That's why you're going to want to pay attention to my guest today, because um, he is recognized internationally as a prominent digital marketing expert and SEO guru. Um, so much so that he's listed in the, uh, in the future 50 digital entrepreneurs. He holds two gold medallions for best in search and best in social in the National Academy Industry Awards 2016. He has awarded Outstanding Entrepreneur in the Global Business Excellence Awards in 2017, as well as Entrepreneur uh, of the year in the best business awards 2017 and he's put all of this expertise into founding iconic digital a full service digital marketing agency based in london which you could, should definitely definitely check out um, on their website at icon uh, iconicdigital.co.uk but before you do that listen to what uh, my guest today steve palethorpe has to say on becoming omnipresent in your marketing with things like seos and ai ads to grow your business and catch more clients so i'm delighted to say steve welcome to the client catching podcast thank you very much adam great to be with you and uh, hello to everyone who's watching and listening on catch up today lovely to be with you so steve i'm thinking with all those awards you've either got a massive mantelpiece or you've got a rather large trophy cabinet so <laughs> well that, <laughs> the mantle has grown over the years yeah that hasn't all come at once but it's been a a slow steady progress of, of sort of growing our, our brand awareness and customer service in the market and really um growing our growing our ability to showcase what we do for clients and the power of search is what we're really what we're talking of today, and you already touched on this with B two B marketing, and around ninety six percent of all buying behaviour 
happens on search. And principally in the UK, we're talking about google.co.uk. Internationally, Google represents about 73% of the market. And if you look at the Western world, that's almost 100% of the online share. Only tends to be in parts of Asia where we see an emergence of other different types of search engines. So really the power of search and getting your website to rank in the right places, under the right keywords, in the right places is, is, is absolutely critical to ensuring you get that traffic that's then going to result in lead generation and getting new business and ultimately growing your revenue. Yeah, and, and I'm sure you've seen this. I've seen this around um, with all the social media um, platforms that are around, uh, all the options to advertise there and all that kind of thing. And comments like, well, SEO is dead. I mean, what do you what do you say to that? Well, I, I think people who say that SEO is dead just typically don't understand the power of search. And I think what's happened over the last 10 years is that Google has fundamentally changed the way that it operates. And if, we, if I take you back 10 years in the, in the, the sort of a, AI world, really artificial intelligence didn't exist. And so we were talking about keywords. So you go to Google, you put in a search, and you're searching based on something that you're looking for using one, two, three maximum keywords. And what's happened over time is that um, SEO professionals like myself have been helping our clients to optimize their sites. Some people doing some of these black hat techniques that people think are a little bit dodgy, and, and that in itself has given the whole search market a bit of a bad name. So what's happened over the last 10 years is there's been this struggle between Google as a, as a, as a piece of technology and SEO professionals like us who have been constantly trying to update uh, what they're doing and of course Google's getting smarter the AI is getting more integrated and so nowadays we're not having roll-ups that uh, to, to the algorithm that happened at a set point they're what's known as progressive rollouts so they take place at a point that then will roll out over a period of months so they used to what's going on they're analyzing what what different websites are doing and ultimately makes it a lot harder for SEO professionals to combat some of those changes that the algorithm puts forward so in that sense yes traditional SEO probably is dead but ultimately trying to get your website found in search is just a matter of following a few basic on-page um, characteristics and changes to the site. Ultimately, what you're doing is you're positioning your website in the best possible light so that Google, when it crawls your site, can see the content on your site. It sees that firstly, that website is fast. It's got the right content that most importantly fulfills the user's search journey. And then when someone comes to the site, they're ultimately finding that content and then staying on the site and then doing something more on that website. So really, we've got a couple of characteristics going on here that ultimately need to be, be, be taken into consideration when we think about doing search engine optimization. And there's, a, there's, there's an awful lot to unpack in there for, uh, for the, uh, the uninitiated, I guess, when it comes to SEO. And there's a few terms like optimizing your website, crawling, um, you know, the algorithms, all that kind of thing. Mm. So if we were to try and explain this in a way that maybe using an, an example of a client you've worked with or, or some success you've had with people in taking them from maybe being uh, a little bit um, invisible uh, when it comes to search to some of the things that you help them do to become visible and you know, the difference and the, the, the after um, 
that absolutely yeah let's try and break this down to be really super easy because i think when when we get into the the world of seo there's a lot of lingo a lot of algorithms and things like that people get really confused so let's break it down to the really simplistic stuff first and foremost we have what we call on-page optimization that's the stuff that happens on your website and Google is looking for three things. The first thing that Google's looking for is, is your website quick, okay? And one of the best ways that you can determine the speed of your website is to go and use a free tool that's out there called GT Metrics, uh, Metrics with an X, and you can go onto the GT Metrics website, it's free to use, and you can get a score grade for how quick your website is performing. Now that can be through a number of different things, it could be through the images that you've put on your site maybe you put super big images on there and so when your mobile uh, mobile device is trying to, to to get those images it's it's trying to download an image that's far too big for the screen so things like that can slow your website down so we need to get a, a website that's really super quick for google the next thing we need to consider is what we call the content that's on the website right sorry steve just before you yeah. move on to that what's what's the importance and why is it so important to have a quick website and are we talking the difference between microseconds or seconds and and what does that do to a website absolutely right. uh, ultimately what google is looking at here is usability and if a website takes seconds to load then the uh, statistics say that the bounce rate for the website in other words someone coming off of that website goes up incrementally by every fraction of a second that is delayed. So what Google's trying to deliver when it, it puts a website in its search is it's trying to showcase the very best websites that are really quick to load. So if you've got a website that is slow, the simple result is, is gonna be that that website is gonna perform less in Google and the usability of that site is going to decrease. In other words, people are just not gonna want to wait around for a website to load. So speed is really important principally just to make sure that you get found and people then stay on your website. And is that because ultimately Google cares about its end users and wants to deliver that experience because if it keeps showing results of a website that's slow to load or poor performing, then people are going to get turned off from using Google itself. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Google is looking to deliver the very best quality websites for the search phrases that people look at and if we look at 10 years ago people were searching based on the number of keywords today people are searching on what we call question based search. in other words you have heard on the radio recently ask Google what's the best place to get breakfast ask Google what time EasyJet flight blah 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 arrives so it's, it's moving us towards a question based search and that's what the millennial generation of today the way that they use phones and of course if you get your smartphone out most of the time we're using voice search like Siri or Alexa to perform a search so when we're using these sort of voice recognition tools typically we're asking questions rather than just putting keywords in so it's really really important that our website actually answers questions that people are likely to be searching for and i think that's a vital thing to understand as well in that your website isn't necessarily there just to sort of you know just to talk about you it's there to ask answer the questions that you know your ideal target client has in their mind because i think as you touched on as well it's that start of the buyer journey for them and when people do that search, it could be the first time that they've come into contact with you. And maybe that is through a piece of content. It's not, um, here's my, uh, my, buy now, my buy, buy now button or something like that. It's that educational piece. It's, it's that kind of thing. So Absolutely. Um, I realize I took you off your... Um, no, no, don't <laughs> worry. So I, I just wanted to clarify a few things. So the next, the next part around uh, um, 
yeah, ensuring that your website is Google friendly or, or any other. Yeah, sure. So what we call on-page optimization, you know, what, what you're touching on here is absolutely fundamental in terms of getting your site found. I'll just take you back on, on one thing you said quickly before I move on to the next point, because it's really important to understand the way that people buy online has fundamentally changed. Previously, in sort of pre-web era, people would put a tender out and, you know, people would then be competing for, for, for that tender and then someone might be selected, a number of people come in, they present before a panel and then you're awarded a contract. These days, uh, buyers have often made up their mind about who they want to go with purely on the basis of what a website looks like. So this is why the power of brand is so important and also our accessibility to people online is fundamentally important. Now, sadly, most of your, your visitors to the podcast today are probably likely to have an information site and you've spent a lot of time building that, that website with great content on it and then you've left it because you thought that website, I've done it, it's done, let's post it online and forget about it. Maybe you updated it once a week or once a month with a blog or a piece of content, but largely speaking, that website hasn't really developed, hasn't changed, it's just sat there. Well, those type of websites, sadly, don't rank particularly well online. So if you want to have a website that really gets good traffic, you have to fundamentally change your thought process about how you get traffic to the site. And the way that you get traffic to the site is ultimately by putting content on the site that's related to keyword searches that people put into Google. So there's a number of different things we have to consider. So I said the first thing was speed, getting your site really quick. The second thing is the content that actually goes onto your site, what's in the, the typical page that you set out. And of course, video content, absolutely important, images, titles, meta tags, all of those sort of other things that go onto the page. But Adam, probably the thing that people forget is understanding what search phrases they're writing for to begin with. So don't just go and write a piece of content and put it on your website and hope it's suddenly gonna rank well online. No, first stage, go online and do some research. And there's a number of free tools that are out there. Principally, probably the most popular platform in the world is the Google Keyword Planner within Google AdWords. So very simply, go onto Google Ads, and uh, so it's not AdWords anymore, we've had a change to the name last year. So. It's, Google Ads, hit the, hit the uh, Keyword Planner, and you can then type into the Keyword Planner all of those different phrases that you think your website is gonna rank for. Google will actually then tell you how competitive those phrases are, and more importantly, what the average search volume is for those keywords. Now, using that uh, insight and that analytic information, you can then take those key phrases and pick the ones that you think are gonna result in conversion when someone comes to your site. Really important to understand conversion there, right? Yeah, I mean, I must admit to being guilty of that, having uh, you know an idea for a piece of content and just putting it out and not then thinking about the SEO side of things and, and hand, hand up completely. I'm, I'm far from an SEO expert. I know enough to be slightly dangerous, but you know, it's this kind of thing that you don't always think about. And yeah, it's, it's thinking about how would someone so it's one thing looking on the keyword planner and seeing all these sort of keywords, but how do people know whether it's the right one for them? Yeah, very good question. And one of the things I do is I, you have to go by gut to a degree. So, um, for example, if I look at my, my own website, the phrase digital marketing, that you would think, well, that's a great phrase. People are going to come to your website, Steve, from searching digital marketing. And the result of that is that they're going to then engage. Well, the reality is that lots of people search for digital marketing. Students search for digital marketing. 
business owners search for it. Loads of different people search for that phrase. So not only is it highly competitive, but there's also a whole load of different people on there that are fundamentally useless to, to me when they come to my website. So by enlarging that phrase from a small short tail search phrase, enlarging it to what we call a long tail phrase like digital marketing consultants in London, that then gives me a, a, definitely a refined amount of traffic, far less monthly searches than the phrase digital marketing, but the likelihood of that phrase converting into a new customer when someone comes onto my, my site is greatly increased. So we've got to think about conversion strategies as being really important when we select those key phrases. The so way I'm starting do, with the end of mind, isn't it? Exactly. Understanding. So you, you know, if you want a conversion, then you've got to work backwards and think, well, what is that journey going to be like ultimately for that first um, set of questions um, that somebody might be typing in? As you say, it's a question-based um, search behavior now, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. And what you do is you, you extract all those keywords out, put them into a table and just look through and see which ones of those have the least amount of competition and the highest amount of average search. Once you've got that data, you can then pick and choose the keywords that are ultimately going to go into your content. So it's then a case of crafting that content. And the best way to do that is put that key phrase into Google search and look and see what Google ranks in the top three organic positions. So obviously, just to be really clear, we've got top four slots now, which are ads. Mm -hmm. And underneath that, we typically have 10 per page of organic search results. So look at position one, two, and three. Just click on the website. Typically, I'll extract all of that out into a Word document. And that way, I can see how many titles there are, how many images are used, is there a piece of video. And of course, if I'm then writing content that I want to appear in the top three spots for Google, I'm going to mirror the formatting that those top three sites have. I'm not saying copy, I'm saying curate, okay? So model, a, I think that yeah, the model. term is correct, isn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah. So if, if those websites have a video in them, absolutely our website needs to have a video on that page. If there are five images used, then don't use 10, use five. If there's a thousand words, then don't write 500, write a thousand. So we're just following the processes that ultimately Google likes on that particular keyword search, right? So it's nice and easy to follow. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, what you've, what you've really said there is <laughs> it's a multi-million pound hack or I really do hate that word. So I apologize for using it, but it's, it's, it's sort of looking and seeing the companies that have got a lot of money to put into things like SEO and digital marketing and all that kind of thing. And essentially, all the information is out there on, on how they do it. You can learn so much by observing what they do and, and benefit and piggyback on the multi-millions that they may well have been spending to reach that. And maybe you're not going to reach that level, but you can take the learnings from it and understand exactly how to, as you, as you rightly say, the format or the, um, the layout and all that kind of thing. And you can model that and use that for your benefit, even if you're simply someone that, that is a one-man band or you've got a small... Absolutely. Like I think that's a very, 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 very good tip. And let, let, let's just think about this from a small business perspective. If you are a small business owner running a small, small website, then go for the local search phrases, people that are searching for specific location-based content in your area. You know, there are 380 websites produced every single minute. Okay, that's, that's the latest stat. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so when we think about 
how to get your website ranked, we're dealing with a huge amount of competition from other website owners. So one of the first things to do is put some investment into your website. Please don't go for a drag and drop Wix type website and think that that website is going to perform really well in search against CMSs, so it's content management systems like WordPress or Drupal. It fundamentally won't appear the same. So when you're designing a website, design it with search in mind. Okay, when you've got that content that's on there, what you'll find is as you begin to write the content based on keywords that are being searched, you'll find that Google automatically starts to add traffic to your site every single month. I want to just give you one further really, really quick hack, um, if I may, because I know I don't like the word hack as well, but if you are a small business user, a small business owner, and you have a website, Go into Google Search Console, okay? Google Search Console is free to use. You just have to submit your sitemap into Google, and you can do that really, really simply within, uh, within the Search Console in Webmaster Tools. So go into Google Webmaster Tools, connect your website, get that strategic handshake between Google and your website connecting together. Once you've done that, you can click on there, and Google will show you all of the different keywords that it has already ranked your website for. Now you'll be absolutely surprised about some of those key phrases in there. Some of them will be completely off the wall. Others of them will be absolutely spot on. And what you need to do is export those keywords and work out which ones are the ones that are critical for your business. Then take those keywords and begin to seed them into pages of your, your site. And what I mean by that is add those key phrases into the content of, of, of your website. Just by doing that fact alone, you'll see probably within about 15 to 30 days, the amount of traffic for your website will increase by about 5 to 15% just by seeding those key phrases in because Google has already given your website credibility for those phrases. Okay, so some, just a really quick hack that will benefit some people who are watching today. Hey, this is Adam. I hope you're really enjoying this episode of the Client Catching Podcast. Now. Did you know you can actually get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds a bit mental, but it's actually true because I've discovered this free new app called PodCoin and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. And it works by basically you listen to podcasts and you earn what they call PodCoin while you listen. You can then turn that PodCoin into um, gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a good person, you can even donate that PodCoin to charity. And so the more you listen, the more you earn. So Here's how it works. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android. Um, I've got a special code for you as well. Um, you can use the code CLIENTCATCH and you'll get 300 PodCoin just from signing up. And if you listen to enough episodes, you can get it, you know, you can go and get that cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on me. So go ahead, listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code CLIENTCATCH. I swear it will change the way you listen to podcasts. So give that a go. But until you do, let's get back to the show. Well, I can I can say that I'm I'm furiously scribbling certain things of these down because these are all things that I know that I haven't been doing or, or didn't know about and that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I think that it even just small percentage increases can have over the over the long term a compounding effect in in how that so even if nobody if people do nothing else but say that example, that tip, and you can increase that 
search traffic by five to 15 percent in 13 days just think about the compounding effect of that over the next 12 months absolutely and it, we've, we've talked a lot about on-page optimization and of course there's a whole myriad of different things that you can be doing to marginally improve the optimization of what happens on your website and just to give a quick plug i've written a, a new ebook that's just come out on seven steps to improve website design and, and seo visibility so i'll give a free copy of that away to anyone who's listening today on the podcast just need to go to our website um, and submit your details there and we'll send that to you free of charge it's iconicdigital.co.uk yeah and is it is there a slash or is there forward slash um, marketing dash audit so iconicdigital.co.uk forward slash marketing dash audit and i'll send that for you today the other thing adam i just want to touch on is we've talked about on-page optimization a lot of people forget that the main way that google determines whether your website has any credibility is by what we call backlinks so links that come from other websites to your website and backlinking is one of the the best ways to ultimately get your website performing higher in Google search. Now, a lot of people, when we when they say SEO is dead, they're talking about backlinking because in the days gone by, we used to produce hundreds and hundreds of backlinks, and that would be the methodology of getting our clients' websites ranked really well. These days, Google is not looking at the volume of backlinks. Google is looking at the quality of backlinks. So we only need to have a few really good quality links coming to our web pages, and the result of that will be that we'll get progressively higher month by month in search. Let me give you an example. I've got a, a professional services client who I'm working with at the moment, and they went from a completely standing start, no, no website visibility at all. They had one of these drag and drop websites that they were created, and uh, I mean, it looked great, but no traffic at all. So what we did was we did that keyword universe report. We looked at the keywords that ultimately were gonna be getting them the traffic. We produced the content. We put that onto the website, and then we started the process of building links to those sites. So where can we get really good quality links for? Well, the first best place to get good quality links is from press releases, from news related content. Now there are so many websites online that can produce free press release material. Some of the best out there, mynewsdesk.com, freepr, SBWire, some of these platforms are fantastic platforms to syndicate content online. So what you do is you write a piece of content that's about the keyword that you're writing about. You write that in a press release format. So if you don't know how to write in a press release format, go and check out some of the free tutorials. But you have a quote within there, you've got where the, the press release is originating from, and also a bit of a story in there about whatever it is that your company is doing. Take that content and we ensure that there's a hyperlink that comes from that piece of content to our website, to our web page. So if we're talking about digital marketing consultants in London, then we're gonna have a, a line at the bottom of that content that says, find out more about digital marketing consultants in London at www.yourwebsite.com, okay? Great strategy, you can produce between five and 10 of those a month, and you'll find that just by producing good quality news that's out there in the public domain, your website domain authority is gonna increase every month. And the more domain authority you get, the more keyword phrases your website's gonna rank from. Again, the more you get that, the more traffic comes to your site. And I must say something um, that I've noticed since um, starting the podcast is the increased traffic as a result of having the links on iTunes and Apple. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and anywhere you can get good quality links from other related sources is going to benefit your business. Now, remember I said quality, Adam. We've got to make sure that our website links are from quality sources. So quick, absolute no-no. Don't spend $50 with an Indian SEO company that's going to guarantee you 100 backlinks. Absolutely not. You're going to have to come to me and get those links disavowed in Google. So build links carefully, build them with quality, and build them with a social mindset. And what do I mean by that? We want to get all of our links amplified using social media. So the importance of building an audience on things like Twitter, on Instagram, even in B2B platforms like LinkedIn, even with the, 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 the changes that have happened with the AI on Facebook, having an ecosystem of followers that sits around our website so when we share content, that content is then going to be amplified to an audience who are going to like it, consume the content, and hopefully share it with their audience. All of those factors are going to help boost our on-page SEO. So it's going to help get our website higher up the rankings in Google search. Yeah, so there's, there's an awful lot that goes into this. Um, that's, that's the thing that I'm you know, getting from this. And, and that can be a bit overwhelming, from, yeah, for, certainly if you're a, a smaller business, um, if you're trying to do this yourself. Um, I mean, take me through sort of the, 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 the process that you use with your clients to help them effectively do this and you know what that what that ultimately does for them sure okay so step one as i already already said is the keyword universe report and it's probably the most important piece of research that as a small business owner you're going to want to have done and so we'll spend a lot of time getting that information extracting that from different sources whether that's from google whether that's some of the third-party keyword tools things like sem rush um, search metrics, some of those platforms that are really, really good at giving us keyword data. Once we've got all of that data out, we're then really careful about the keywords that we actually choose in collaboration with a client. Because remember, we don't just want traffic coming to the site that's irrelevant. That type of traffic actually is, gonna, not, is not going to benefit us. It's going to bounce. So we want a low bounce rate for, for our websites. So we want a highly engaged audience. The way we get that is choosing keywords that ultimately are going to convert into new business opportunities or they're going to do something when they arrive on our website. So once we've selected those keywords, we then begin the process of on-page optimization, which will be when we're creating content for each one of those keywords. Now, some keywords you can group together. Easiest example of this is the phrase university tuition fees, uh, college tuition fees, college tuition, university fees. They all mean the same thing ultimately. So those myriad of 10, 15 different key phrases, we would group together on one page. But if we had different key phrases that meant different things, then we typically we would, we would create a page for each one of those key phrases. Once we've done that, we then take that content, we publish it on the website, and then we start making sure that that content is submitted into the Google Search Console. We do that through the introduction of an XML sitemap. And an XML sitemap comes with most of the content management systems that are out there. Great plugins available for, for WordPress is Yoast, SEO Yoast really free, easy to use plugin for WordPress sites. And that will generate for you a system that will give you an XML sitemap. You take the link for that sitemap and you post it into Google Webmaster Tools and that will enable Google to come and crawl your website. And that in itself is a great way of getting that content then found online. Of course, once you've produced a site, you then need to keep that content up to date. And one of the best things to do is to go over old content and update it. 
don't just be one of those people that just publishes a new blog for the sake of a new blog. If you've already got a blog on the subject matter that you're wanting to talk about, then go and update that content, resubmit it into Google search, and Google will see that that content has been updated and give you credibility for that content. Once you've done all that on-page optimization, then we move on to the link building phase. And typically, we're going to be building links over a 90-day period. So that means for a typical small business website, I would be aiming to produce 10 to 15 links a month. And I would do that 10 to 15 links throughout the month, not all on one day, but spread out throughout the day. And of course, I take that content and then I'm going to dis disseminate that and distribute that across a client's social media feeds. And the process of doing that is going to ultimately amplify my site, increase the domain authority, and ensure that the client's website gets found in search. And, and typically, how long does this process take for people to see results? Because I think that's the thing that a lot of people maybe have that misconception or um, you know, around SEO is that, oh, well, you know, it takes a long time to do. And, you know, this guy over here is telling me that all I have to do is, is chuck a load of money in, in advertising on social media platforms. Why do I even need the SEO? And it's a, a great question. And look, we, we are totally focused at the moment in everything we do. We talk about omni-channel marketing because what, what you do on, on digital marketing is not effective if you just use one digital channel. You need to be using all of the digital channels in order to grow your business and get the right level of results coming into your, into your website. So in order to answer your question, the, 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 the typical timeline from beginning an SEO project to start seeing traffic coming to your site is about four to six months. And that's if you are doing it properly and making sure that you're doing all of those things on there. If not, it can be even longer, six to 12 months, even in terms of, of the timeline. That being said, obviously, if you're investing in paid ads, and a lot of people, a lot of businesses are, and there's been a, a real renaissance of, of, of advertising, of, through paid media, particularly across Facebook and Google ads over the last six months. And lots of people are doing that and that market is becoming increasingly saturated. A lot of people who are doing that have very little experience on how to get quality traffic coming to their site. So they're wasting a lot of money on those paid media platforms. Remember when you're spending money on paid media, yes, you'll get the traffic coming to your site straight away, but then there's no long-term sustainability. The difference with organic search and with search engine optimization is that once you are in a position where you have a high level of domain authority, your website will continue to ride at that level for a good period of time. So that means no further investment, no long-term um, commitment of thousands and thousands of pounds a month. You know, this is just a case of getting domain authority, building it organically, and watching the traffic then come in from search. So a lot of people ask me, what, what's the, uh, um, how much do I pay for this service? Is there, is there sort of some sort of ROI? Well, typically for a small business or an SME, you'd be looking to spend somewhere in the region of 1,000 to 2,000 pounds on search a month. So a cost set of 12 to 24K a year is probably going to yield you three to five times that in the long run. But it's just a case of can I commit that expense um, to, uh, to, to an agency who can do it for me or can I do bits of it myself to limit my exposure and risk but at the same point enjoy some of the rewards of getting traffic to my site. Yeah, and that ultimately comes back down to something that you, you know, we were talking about earlier, and that's starting with the end in mind. And and if you're looking at what you're looking to achieve, and if that investment isn't uh, returned, say for twelve months, 
but you are a, a business that has a high lifetime value of a client and that client um, returns that level of investment over, say, three years. Well, that investment that you spent in that first year will return itself over the next three. And it's more of that long term um, investment as well. So it might, it, I can imagine it's also quite difficult to to track some of this as well or depending on where people are coming from and and really understanding or maybe i've got that completely wrong and there are there's some fancy tools that you can use to actually <laughs> well yeah i was just going to get on to this because uh, uh, seo in itself is is fairly interesting because there are loads of different ways now that you can search obviously if you're using a smartphone um, then you you're searching on the on the move and therefore google is looking at your location to determine the search results so I, I broke down up in Manchester the other day and I searched for car mechanics because my RAC membership had expired and I searched in my phone and of course I got uh, results for London and so I realized I hadn't turned my location settings on and then got the results. So, you know, that working out where your website now ranks in Google can be a little bit harder. So agencies like us tend to use um, systems that look at location-based IP addresses across the UK, and we take an average snapshot from each one of those IP locations every day, and then we get an average of all of those 50 locations to determine where your ranking is, your ranking growing and improving. And that's a really great way to, to get an overall picture. But in terms of ROI and monitoring ROI, if you're doing digital marketing, the best thing to do is to have some sort of IP lookup technology sitting on the back of your website. Um, IP lookup technology, these are things like um, Lead Forensics, Gator Leads, Wow Analytics, these sort of software programs that are out there that sit on the back end of your website. What they're doing is they're looking at the location or IP address for every person that comes to your website. And they're using that, cross-referencing that IP address with the National Archive of IPs, and that will determine uh, company name for some of those IP addresses, and they'll then be able to tell me that HSBC has been on my website. And of course, that in itself is, okay, a little bit interesting, but not great. I want to know specifics. Who's on my website? What's the individual? So when I combine these sort of tools with the power of email marketing automation, and we do some really fancy email campaigns that go out, I can actually use cookie technology to pull cookies through into that product that will tell me the individual's email address. Okay, we have some complexities to deal with with GDPR and how do we process that data and is it, is it legitimate interest or are we asking for the person's consent? All of that complexity. But ultimately, if we're going to get an ROI from digital, we've got to be focused on an omni-channel approach. And I think that's probably the most important thing for listeners to get today. If you're wanting to get your site ranked well online, search is just one of the vehicles, one of the, the wagons that's going to be pulling traffic to your site. But there's a myriad of other things that you can be using. And the most important thing to get ROI is to use uh, uh, as many of those different channels as possible using that omni-channel approach. Yeah, because I liken digital marketing or marketing in general a little bit like having an investment portfolio at times. And you, you know, within an investment portfolio, you have certain things that are more uh, long-term focused and you're expecting that return to, to happen in, in, in the future, in a year's time. And there's more speculative things that are within your your, your portfolio that you're maybe looking for that maybe a, 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 an uptick on a trend or something like that. And, and it's, <clears throat> it's very much similar to your digital marketing. SEO is, is one of those, you know, those value socks maybe um, that will grow and produce return over time. Whereas you've got something like, you know, if you're going to whack a thousand pounds in 
advertising, for example, that could get you something really quickly, but it could blow up in your face. So I think it's important to understand that you have to know where it all sits within, again, the end or the objective that you have for your business over the next 12, 24, 36 months, that kind of thing. And I think this goes back to the different personalities in your business. Your managing director, owner, C-level executive, they're going to want to see ROI from your digital marketing now. And so lead generation is of utmost priority in their mind. If they're not seeing leads coming through from digital, well, then it's not working. And so as marketers, we have to understand that there are different levels of pipeline. So we've got our brand awareness at the top of the pipe. We've got our market engagement in the middle, things like social. And then we've got lead generation strategies at the bottom. If we don't do any brand building, if we don't do any market engagement, then ultimately we're not going to be getting the lead, gener lead generation results sustainably coming through. So it's, it's a matter of making sure that we've got our marketing spend split across multiple different digital channels and understanding that some of them will produce quick ROI. Some of them uh, will produce a much longer, more sustainable route. And search is one of those things. And if you've got a website today and it, you're just looking at seeing it's not really performing to the level that you need, then probably the best thing I can recommend um, and to our, our listeners today is that we give you a free marketing audit to, to run some sort of uh, search diagnostic diagnostics for you do that completely free of charge you just need to go to that link that i gave you earlier which is iconicdigital.co.uk forward slash marketing dash audit and that will make sure that's in the show notes as well so people uh, can click it and uh, just go straight yeah I, I certainly suggest um anyone goes and takes advantage of that because even if you just get a snapshot of where you are now and some ideas on how to improve it as we say those small percentage increases will it will compound in in benefit over time so yeah, I think there's, I mean, this is a subject I'm sure that uh, you could you could talk about for, you know, literally days um, because there is so it much. Is. <laughs> um, but I think thinking about it or, or, you know, going back some of the, there's some, there's some sort of quick wins that people can, can maybe take. Um, it's looking at that, that Google console piece, um, putting that in there. It's going through, say, some of your, um, old content that might be on your site and updating that dependent on the, 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 the keywords that you found um, and all that kind of thing. And doing a bit of research on competition and looking at the format that people that are coming top of the search for particular terms and looking at the way that they actually lay things out and the framework that they use and all that kind of thing. And um, I, I'm, one thing that's popped into my head is, is uh, Maybe you've got some of that information already sitting within your business without even realizing it. And, and as you say, people are moving towards the question search. Well, you get asked questions every single day. So what are the most common questions that people come to you to ask? And can you create the content around that? I mean, it's a, it's a, a tip that was given by um, uh, Martin Bamford, who was a, a previous guest. Um, and he helps people with this, but more from a um, the financial side of things. And yeah, just, just think about the questions that people are asking and create the content around that because that answers their question. It starts that journey and, and it brings people into your world. So I don't know if that is an idea to use, but absolutely. absolutely. Just remember Google is trying to deliver websites that fulfill the user's search journey. What Google doesn't want to happen is someone comes to your website and then they bounce straight away. So Google will constantly be positioning your website up and down in the search rankings to determine and benchmark you against competitors. 
And what Google's looking for is for you to fulfill the user's search question. So if they're searching for something and your website ultimately fulfills that answer, then that is absolute dynamite. That's the thing that Google really, really wants. So if you can think about those questions, get the content so specific, and also have a look at what other websites are doing to answer those questions. Remember video content. If you're putting video content on your site, that's absolutely brilliant. But make sure there's an actual physical transcript to the video as well in order to make sure that the written prose is also being captured in search. And the future of Google is becoming more and more dynamic. It's becoming more and more influenced by AI and by your own search journey. So Google, obviously, if you're logged into Chrome, when you're using Google, then Google's tracking your behavior, tracking the things that you're interested in. So when you're, you're going about your business, Google's seeking to even refine your own search experience by what you're visiting, what websites you're looking at, and by what you're putting into search. So it's trying to ultimately deliver you the very best websites that you want to view. So if you're thinking of that from a webmaster's perspective, just make sure that your content is absolutely on point and that that content is then able to be found. Let me give you this last little hack, and this is to make sure that you can get your website found. Go to your website, so mywebsite.com forward slash, and then put sitemap, .xml, sitemap.xml. If your website returns an, uh, a sitemap uh, that comes up as a result on that link, then you know that you've already got an XML sitemap on your website. If you don't have anything and a 404 error appears, then that means that you don't have an XML sitemap. What's the significance? Well, Google uses the XML sitemap to crawl your website. So if you don't have an XML sitemap on that link, then you need to go back to your webmaster, your web company, and ask them to put one on, because that really is web 101. And then if you do have one, but you haven't submitted it to search, get onto the Google Search Console and Webmaster Tools, completely free to do, just use your Google account, and then take that and add your website domain with that sitemap.xml link into Google Webmasters, and then Google Webmaster Tools will be able to crawl your website and find all of your great content. So if you're going from a standing start now and you've not got any traffic coming to your site, just by doing that alone is gonna get your website found. Then you can focus on the keywords and getting your content up and improved. And all of that's gonna result in more traffic. The more traffic you have, then we need to talk about conversion rate optimization. But that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. and. That's some great tips, great advice. And I guess if that still sounds like a lot of work, then I definitely suggest going and, and checking out um, iconicdigital.co.uk, get that audit, have a look at what um, Steve and the guys do there. And um, yeah, if nothing else, just have a chat with him and, 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 and his team and, and see if there's anything there that um, they can help you out with. So Yeah, just mention the name of the podcast and I personally will give you an hour of my time to sit down with you and go through and review it. Um, and obviously, if we can do anything to help them, we're more than happy to do that. Uh, but hopefully, uh, listeners and viewers today have taken away some really good action insight. If it's all gone over your head, look, come, and, come and get our seven steps guide. It will give you all of the information that's concurrent for now. Can't promise that it's going to be like that in six months' time because Google is constantly evolving and changing. Most of our time these days is spent on R&D within the Google ecosystem just to check and make sure that the strategies that we're delivering now are still effective and working. And you can find lots and lots of helpful hints and tips on the website as well. So do check that out. And that's another reason to potentially have someone in your corner that is, is living this day in, day out. Because at the end of the day, you are good at what you do. You have an expertise and you want to help clients.
do you really want to be bogged down in you know the the, the the technicalities of SEO and all that kind of thing when there are people that live and breathe this Steve it's been um, it's been a fascinating conversation as I say I've been jotting plenty of notes down because this is a, a part of digital marketing that as I say I have a little bit of knowledge about but it's it's a completely new world really to me um and uh yeah i'm going to be going off and doing some of these uh these things that you've um you've uh brought up here so um steve i just want to say thanks very much for joining me today um and remember if you want to go and see what um what steve does look at iconicdigital.co.uk and um yeah just just connect and is there anywhere else to connect on facebook linkedin how do you like to connect Connect with us on social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, iconic underscore digital, um, also on Twitter and all of, of course, LinkedIn as well. So do connect and I'd be happy to speak to anyone. Adam, thank you so much for having me. It's been a privilege and I trust it hasn't gone over everyone's head, but uh, try and make it <laughs> simple today. The, the minefields of search, it, you know, search engine optimization, it is, it is an art form. Um, it's n there isn't a, uh, it's not black hat. I mean, you, people go and say, well, you have to be a, an expert to do all of this, this stuff. You can do a few simple, actionable changes that will result in more traffic coming to your site. And I hope people get that today, that just by doing some of these small little things and improving the content that's on your site, improving your backlinks, then you'll get incrementally more visitors coming to your site. Of course, the more visitors come to your site, the more conversions you're going to have, the more sales you're going to get, the more you're going to grow your business. And that's the key for what we're trying to achieve here in search engine optimization. And that's what everybody wants. So fantastic. Thanks very much, Dave. And all that's left to say is happy fishing. Thanks so much for tuning into the show today. I know there are a lot of podcasts you could be listening to, but you've chosen this one and I'm truly grateful for that. And if you've enjoyed this week's episode, I'd love if you could just take a few quick minutes to share your thoughts and leave an honest rating review for the show over on iTunes. It's not only important for helping others discover the show, but I also read each and every submission personally, and they really do mean the world to me. So thanks very much in advance and happy fishing.